Welcome to the conjunction with Nelia Tinga, the junction where worship, culture, and creativity meet. What's good, everybody? It's Nelia Tinga here, and you are tuned into the Conjunction Podcast where worship, culture, and creativity meet. And as I'm recording this, I'm recording this three days after some big announcements were made in the NBA. Now, for those of you who are not basketball fans, just hang in there. Okay, this is all going to make sense. Don't worry, I'm going to talk about worship, culture, and creativity. But for those of you uh, who are NBA fans, even for those of you who aren't, I'm going to explain this a little bit because some big announcements were made three days ago. And these announcements were that legends, two two legends in the game, Dirk Nowitzki has been playing for 21 years for, for the Dallas Mavericks, for the same team. Now, that doesn't happen very often these days because people bump from team to team, but he played for the same team. The Dallas Mavericks won a championship with them. He's retired now. And my favorite player, Dwayne Wade, uh, who plays for the Miami Heat, has just retired as well after 16 years so we're really going to miss them. But what overshadowed their announcements of their retirement or their their uh, last seasons in the NBA was this shock announcement that Magic Johnson, one Magic Johnson, would call for an impromptu uh, press huddle in the corridors of the Staples Center in Los Angeles and announced that he was quitting basketball operations, which shocked everybody because no one was prepared for it. And he didn't tell his boss. He didn't tell the owner of the Lakers that he was going to make the announcement before the world. How crazy is that? Now, for those of you who don't know um, much about basketball, Magic Johnson is a legend in the game. He is arguably the greatest point guard in NBA history. I think when it's all said and done uh, that Steph Curry will take that title from him. Well, that's what I think. But Magic Johnson didn't do very well as a president of basketball operations for the probably the most prestigious basketball franchise in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers. But he did a great job as a point guard. Now, the role of a point guard when you play basketball is uh, they're usually the ones that take the ball up the the court and distribute the ball, set the play and distribute the ball. And I began to think about you know the role of uh, those of us in ministry. For for me, I'm I'm speaking more specifically about I guess um, worship teams and worship ministry, and how as worship leaders we can play the role of the point guard, uh, where we get a sense for the direction of how we can achieve a win, and then set the play so that the win can happen. Now, in saying that, I'm going to zoom in on worship ministry or music ministry, but I'm also going to zoom out and consider those who are involved in any form of activity where you're creating an environment where people encounter Jesus. Because that, uh, for me, is the definition or the, of the role of a worship leader, is somebody who's called to create an environment where people encounter the presence of God. So that could be within the church, uh, whether you're in guest services that, or whether you're uh, serving in kids' church or whether you're uh, preaching or whether you're out in the car park. Uh, however you serve, you're creating an environment where people come and encounter the presence of God. But you could also take this outside of the four walls of the church and begin to think, okay, within my office or as I have meals with colleagues or as I'm meeting up with, with people that don't necessarily know who Jesus is, I want to create an environment where they can encounter Jesus. So the first entity that we must be aware of, obviously, if we're creating environments where people encounter the presence of God, is God himself. We must be able to ask the question, God, how do you want to move 
in this environment that I'm in right now? And how might you have me create an environment where this person or this congregation can encounter the presence of God? So an awareness, a discernment needs to be developed between yourself and God and how he might want to move. And this is where prayer, personal devotion is so important. A personal intimacy with God as to how he might want to move in that environment is so vital, so vital in any environment you're in. So my advice in this case would be plan for those moments that God might want to move in different directions. Bob Coughlin in his book, Worship Matters, talked about planned spontaneity, that there are ways that you can plan for those moments of spontaneity, that you have a playbook ready to go uh, in case it calls for call to be made or a certain play to be made if, if it's basketball. But if you know that a conversation is leading in a certain direction, or maybe there is a prophetic moment within a church service that you're leading worship in, and it calls for us to go in a different direction from the one that you planned for. Would you be ready? Would you be able to discern what God desires to do and move in that direction if you're prepared for it? And so this is an encouragement to everybody uh, to plan ahead for different scenarios, not just the scenario that you might have perceived in your mind a week ago. Uh, but if God moves in a different direction, my advice would be to prepare for that situation. Which brings me to my second entity that you need to be aware of when you are creating this environment, which is obviously the people that you're ministering to. Now, in a church setting, this can be your congregation, obviously, but um, if you're having coffee at a, at a cafe and God begins to move on your heart, hey, I want you to talk to this person a little bit more about my gospel. Tell them about my gospel. Would you be prepared to be able to present it and present it in the way that God would have you present it to them in a way that they'll fully understand? So an awareness. Now, uh, in worship leader settings, we call this leading with one eye open. That doesn't mean we wear pirate patches when we lead worship. But what we are calling for is just for an awareness that you're not caught up in your own moment of worship where you're um, you're in a zone, but you're totally unaware of those whom you are serving. It's always important to have an awareness of those you are leading and where they are at pace with you. There's nothing worse than uh, following a leader who's unaware that they are leading. Advice in this sort of situation is to be aware. Um, one thing that we can do as worship leaders and even as pastors and ministers or guest services is to walk through crowds slowly, get to know people, get to know what they're dealing with. It becomes a lot easier. It becomes like a cheat code in order to know how to uh, create an environment where they can encounter God. Lastly, I wanted to share about the last entity, which is your team, your team, your team that you serve with. Um, so in a worship setting, I usually have a band and a team. So being aware of how my vocalists are or how my band is, um, not just on the day, but beforehand, uh, being aware of what strengths we might have, being aware of what we've prepared and being aware that uh, Holy Spirit may want us to go in a certain direction. We create those sorts of environments for team. And um, this is best done off the court. This is best done before the service, uh, where you create environments for relationship, where you're praying with one another, where you're eating together, where you're breaking bread together and breaking bread amongst other, other things, obviously. But you want to take time to build with your team and build an awareness of how each other's uh, nuances flow so that when you're in that environment, you know how to operate with a lot more uh, sensitivity 
to what this team brings to creating this environment where people encounter the presence of God. And again, you're going to hear me say that definition and say that uh, a number of times throughout these podcasts, uh, because that's what I really believe, that as worship leaders, as evangelists, as missionaries, as ministers of this gospel, we are called to create environments where people encounter the presence of God. So that's Point Guard Worship Leading. Here's what we're enjoying right now, because sharing is caring. Hey, y'all, I wanted to share a couple of things that I'm excited about right now. Uh, First of all, I wanted to shout out one of my mentors, one of my dear mentors, Pastor Norman Nakanishi in Grace Bible Church from Pearlside in Hawaii. Um, I was out there a couple of weeks ago spending time with him and his church and his leaders. Amazing what God's doing there in his church. But Pastor Norman introduced me to the works of Pastor Ralph Moore, uh, who is the founder and leader of the Hope Chapel Movement, which has planted hundreds of churches around the world or has been responsible for raising up leaders who have gone on to uh, plant churches all around the world, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches. Uh, And his whole heart is raise up disciples who become leaders and raise up leaders who become church planters. And that that sort of stuff excites me because I really believe that's what God's called us to do as uh, his people is to go and make disciples who end up going into all the world and making more disciples. Uh, And uh, so I've been really excited to read this trilogy of books uh, that that Pastor Norman introduced me to. The first one's called Making Disciples, then second one's Starting a New Church, and then third one, How to Multiply Your Church. Now, this may sound all strategic and the titles may not excite you, uh, but there's a lot in here. There's a lot of heart and soul stuff in here with regards to God's heart to see disciple-making disciples made. And so that's what's exciting me. The other thing that's exciting me, the NBA playoffs are here, baby. Now, I know the Miami Heat aren't in the playoffs. Dwayne Wade is gone. So what does that mean? I'm on the Golden State Warriors bandwagon. And I know that sounds terrible because they're more than likely to win. Um, But I love watching the Warriors play. I just think the fluidity, the teamwork, the unselfishness makes for great basketball. So I'm excited to watch them, even though there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. I think it's going to be good uh, to see the Warriors sweep every single round. (laughs) That's my prediction. Uh, But I do believe they're going to win. They're going to take it out. And uh, yeah, holler at me. Let me know. Should I support a new team? Um, Because Dwayne Wade is gone. And it's all about the players now, right? I'm thinking of jumping on the Giannis Adetokounmpo uh, bandwagon. Wow, I actually was able to say that surname. Uh, Let me know what you think. Anyway, our time is up. And I'm going to close this out with a quote from Ralph Moore. It says here, disciple making is an intentional friendship with another person, with Jesus at its core. Let's be intentional with our friendships this week. God bless you all. Peace. Thanks for joining for this episode. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Our heart is to serve. So if the conjunction has been a blessing to you, you can help by sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast on iTunes so that the people who might be served by the conjunction can find it. You can interact with Nelly on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be inspired to create something great because he is. Grace and peace.